0: Yeah, he's got to be like, "Ah, we don't need that. And then instantly I'm like, fucking ring it up. (laughs) Nobody tells me no. God damn. Why am I the way that I am? Uh, You know, know. it's you just got to play the game. You know, you Mm -hmm. guys have a a whole system worked out. Whole system. Yeah. Every couple does. Yeah. You know. It's a good system. Yeah. Yeah. I do the no. I'm the no in -hmm. the family. Like, I don't know. Should we do that? This is probably a really bad idea. And Brandon's like, well, do we want it? And I'm like, I don't know. Can we afford it? And he's like, we can afford anything. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's your credit cards talking. (laughs) I feel like that's not an accurate statement. (laughs) I don't know why, but I get the feeling that you're kind of fibbing. (laughs) Something tells me. But you handle that side, so cool. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful world of bliss! I know it is. Ignorance is bliss, guys. Oh, seriously, don't let anyone tell you different. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Knowing We're... sucks. Probably like in bankruptcy by now. Mm-hmm. Same, <laughs> same. It's fine. We'll we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Mm-hmm. So on that note, do you want to give me your goddamn? Sure. So I was driving in your lovely neighborhood behind mm-hmm. a regular ass truck. For your neighborhood, which means it's a giant ass fucking truck. Mm-hmm. 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 Mud this, grip tires. Yep, probably. This motherfucker flicked a rock up <gasps> A big enough rock to where I like flinched, like, oh no, shit, that bitch is gonna hit me in the face. He didn't he didn't have mud flaps? He didn't have any mud flaps. This on. motherfucker. It cracked my windshield. <gasps> no on the Jeepity Jeep Jeep. Yeah. No. It went tink and it fucking like spider webbed, like real quick, like Tink no. yeah. And then it like <laughs> And shot up and across my vision and stuff. And I was like, are you oh. fucking kidding me? And some other shit had just happened in my life that you know about. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Personal so, shit was going down. Personal shit was going down. So, and, of course, a rock flung up and hit your goddamn yeah. windshield. And so just fucking everything was happening. I was so stressed out. And I called Brandon. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was yelling at this truck in front of me. I was like, I'm going to fucking follow him. Yeah, get him. I'm going to chuck her. Penny at him, like yeah, I, I like fucking it. hate you, truck sir. I like the rage, but I didn't. I just got off because I was going to work, and I was like, I guess this is my fucking life now. And also, I called... the truck probably has no idea why you're yelling at them. No, they have no idea, <laughs> no idea. Also, I followed someone home today. That's a different story. Okay, do we need to check in on you? Are you doing all right? Is it's everything a little okay? ragey recently? Yeah. What's going on? We I feeling mean, all right. Yeah, okay, so the end of that story is I got it fixed, right? Brandon was like, don't worry, babe, I set up an appointment, they're going to come Aww. to your work, blah, 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 like, everything's good. And I was like, thanks, this is why I married you, appreciate you, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other story that I followed someone home just happened today, and yeah. I didn't really follow them home, it was just kind of coincidentally okay. that I followed them questionable, home. questionable, questionable, questionable. Going to my house, there's one stretch where the middle lane goes straight, the right lane turns right. Mm-hmm. There's a light, and everybody in the tries to like get past all the traffic going straight mm-hmm. by going in the right lane, and they're not turning right, and they just fucking cut in fucking in the h- intersection. Hate that. Hate it so fucking much. And yeah. this stupid little fucking Prius did that shit to me today, Uh-oh. and so I was like, "Well, fuck you too, then." So I was yelling at them aggressively with my windows down because I was like, "It's a Prius, I'll be fine." <laughs> I can crush them with my monster Jeep. Yeah, it's going to be fine. And then they turned up my street. And I <gasps> was like, see. well, guess who's going up there? I'm like, you can't fucking beat me. This is a giant ass hill. I'm yeah. like, you can't beat me up here? Yeah. This is a fucking Prius. Yeah. So I was like riding their ass up this hill. And I was like, I hope they know that I'm pissed at them. Yeah. Which they have to know because they just did some shitty ass move back there. Yeah, they're fully aware. Yeah. So 100% they're aware. They're looking in their rearview mirror like, who the fuck is this? And I'm yelling, <laughs> 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 hands and everything, like, <laughs> fuck you in particular you cut me off you need to follow the rules you need to stay in your lane yeah i'm hate over you. this shit fucking pull over and let me pass you mm-hmm. and so we went all the way up the hill and then we did like little turns oh and my stuff god, this was like your fucking neighbor literally it's one of my neighbors but okay. now i know where they live and i fucking hate them so. oh my god erin <laughs> i think we do need to check in with you don't do anything to them it's okay they're like five houses down. Maybe they were having a bad day too. Well, you know what? Fuck them and get they're in dying. line. Get in yeah, line. Yeah, get in goddamn line. I totally agree. I hate it when people do that shit. Mm-hmm. Especially if I just sat in the fucking line forever and they do this shit every day. They live there, so they do that shit every That's day. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Is they fucking yeah. live there. Fuck that. You know how this shit works. Yeah go the other way like yeah. fuck you fuck you also it's not a fucking long line like it's yeah. not traffic it's like four cars in yeah, the light chill. like just that light that chill. light turns red for fucking ever though there's like eight lights before you can get through it not really there's like two but I fucking hate that spot. Yeah. Too. And then everybody turns to get into like one of the driveways and it backs up. And I'm like, move. Yeah. Everybody move. Yeah. There's just yeah. a lot happening. But right you there. could go so many different ways. Like she could have just chosen to go left instead. Yeah. yeah. Where there's nobody going left. And yeah. you could go up that way. Yeah. Nope. She didn't. She decided to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So. You she know. sounds like. A terrible person. Yeah. My goddamn is my road rage and my fucking Jeep windshield Okay, cracked. your road rage and your bad fucking luck, man. I know. It's is so your shady. bad luck streak over? I hope so, you I know. I hope so, too. Well, it comes in threes, right? Oh, no. Uh, can't think of a third one. Uh-oh. Hopefully it's already happened and I just don't know it. Maybe it's just that work is, like, so fucking busy right now. Yeah, maybe it's that. Tell me about your goddamn. Oh, pff, I would love to. Uh, You're fully aware of it, but this weekend, while we were all hanging out, enjoying our lives, (laughs) and getting our best mom day drunk that we possibly can off of some Andre champagne and a splash of orange juice just for color, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we were having a nice little bonfire in my backyard, Mm -hmm. having so much fun, and it got a little chilly because it's so cold here right now, and the fire was looking a little sad, so I was like, you know what? I got this. I'm just going to go grab a log and toss a log on the fire. Like a goddamn gentleman woman who can do it yourself. Listen, when I'm drunk, I will light your cigarettes for mm-hmm. you. You are a goddamn gentleman when you're drunk. I will build me a fire. Stoke your fire, is what it's called? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll build you a fire. I'll do whatever. The fire, I'll hold your door. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, the you independent flint that on that bitch? <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I had a flint flicker, and I was trying to catch <laughs> everything on fire one time. It was actually really hard to catch on fire because everything was wet because of the snow, which is for the better. But anyway, so this particular night, this weekend, I was like, Oh, let me go just toss another log on the fire. And we have a retaining wall that has a hill, like is holding a hill up that mm-hmm. is probably about like shoulder height, maybe? It's like four feet. So yes. Okay. I was like, that sounds small. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about five feet. So. I, I worked it out. I worked it out in my judgmental pause. <laughs> I just want people to know how tall it is versus sure. shoulder height. They're like, Wow, is she six seven? <laughs> That's, That's a tall ass wall. <laughs> That's why we work so well, you know? (laughs) Okay. So anyway, we have a bunch of logs tossed up on this hill, and they're, like, real logs. Like, somebody cut down a fucking tree. I think it was your husband, Brandon, cut down a fucking tree, and so we have a bunch of logs up there. So I was like, oh, I'll just grab a nice, sturdy, sound log. Not this cheap shit that you get at 7-Eleven for $5 a bundle that burns in, like, two seconds. This shit's eucalyptus. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We were getting our fucking... Aromatherapy on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I grabbed this log. I'm minding my own fucking business. My little son is with me, and he's like, ah, 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 "I want to put the log in the park. Can I help?" Like, just imagine like a little Chihuahua, and he's jumping around. Blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so I grabbed the log, and I had the thought of, man, this isn't a bunch of weeds and shit because it was kind of hidden in there, and I was like, this is gonna have fucking spiders all over it, Ugh. and we have like brown recluses and shit, and black widows and whatever so i grabbed it with my hand initially and then i went to just two finger grab like i did the thumb and the middle finger or something like ew, what is this a dirty sock like a giant ass log and you're i did like, that with a giant ass log i'm just gonna pick it up with my disney fingers <laughs> i did my disney fingers i picked it up i had a good hold on it though okay well and i slid it mm-hmm. to the edge of the retaining wall and then i had a slight panic moment where i was like there's for sure nothing but spiders all over this like there was not everything was fine It was fine, but my body freaked out, and I pulled the log off, and it was much heavier than I thought, so my Disney fingers couldn't hold it, so it started to swing like, whoa, 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 like out of control, and in the swinging of of out-of-controlness and in my panic, the log fell directly on my foot, Yeah, and I was in flip-flops, and it made the grossest, wettest thud Ugh. That I have ever heard or felt. You did say, you know that sound when someone gets bludgeoned, it sounded like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly, because that's what we talk about all the time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, beat her in the head with a hammer or whatever. Ugh. I heard that sound, and I was like, that's it? That's the sound that we always talk about. Or not the sound, but that's, like, the thing that we always talk about. Yeah. It has a sound, and I heard the sound. It was like, wet. I don't know. I didn't Ugh. like it. Um, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Instant fucking pain and pure panic, and also white shock. Like, I can't feel everything, but I know it's going to suck. Mm-hmm. Just like When you stub your toe and you're Mm -hmm. just like mad. Mm -hmm. And then my little son is like, oh my God, mom, (laughs) like jumping around. I'm like, you need to get, because he was like blocking my way. Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh oh, something's wrong with mom. And then I just like walked out and like caught my breath because I was starting to feel a little nauseous because I heard like this weird wet sound and like (laughs) for sure it's not good there was blood like I'm missing a toe aren't I you know I was doing that and then my son is still like jumping around and I was like you gotta stop and then you turned around to look at me and you're like are you okay and I was like I'm dying and you're like what and then you like got up like oh shit it's serious because you had like your hands on your knees and you were like head trying not was kind of going down yeah and i was like "Uh oh that doesn't look right <laughs> i was actively trying not to faint that is a prime example of stacy trying not to faint <laughs> i've seen that before <laughs> oh i recognize this lay down <laughs> anyway i bashed the fuck out of my baby toes on my right foot and i'm like two of them two of them i'm like 98 sure that one of them is broken bare minimum fractured yeah like, it's definitely not broken in half like i can walk on it but it fucking hurts. <laughs> it's all it's all bruised, and it looks pretty Frankenstein-y right now. Yeah, it's, like, all... Like, it got bloody, obviously, from yeah. it. And uh, so there's, got... like, scabs everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, it's super mad. And I proceeded to... I mean, I iced it for a moment. You cleaned it. You put peroxide on it for me. I did. You're welcome. Thanks. And that hurt. <laughs> and that hurt. <laughs> and the Didn't whole time, me. And the whole time Jamie Ann's like, this is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> like, it hurts the good flesh. I don't know what she was yelling. But anyway. Yeah. She was like, you're not supposed to put it's going to kill all your healthy flesh. And I was like, but it'll clean it. <laughs> and she's like, if you're going to peroxide it, you better peroxide it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> that is legit word for word the exact conversation. And the whole time I was like, it's fine. <laughs> You didn't even want to clean it. I didn't. It you hurt. hurt. Like, I'll clean it in the morning. And I was like, cool. When it's scabbed up. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. I did not want to even think about my foot. I wanted to forget about it. Mm-mm. And then we went to SeaWorld the following day and I proceeded to walk on it that all day long. awful. And I had to wear flip-flops because my feet do not go in shoes right now. Like it fucking hurts if I try to put shoes on. <laughs> oh, no. And so I had to wear flip-flops. And of course, my oldest son was like, let's sit in the soak zone for every fucking show. Ugh. So I got Shamu piss water all over it. And then, so I don't have to go into work. I work from home. So it's been pretty good lately. And then today was like the coldest day in history. And I was freezing all fucking day. And it aches so bad right now. I've got socks on. I never wear socks. I've got socks on and I got a blanket. I'm just trying to keep it warm. (laughs) I'm like an old person. Like, is that arthritis? (laughs) My toe can tell that it's about to (laughs) rain. Yeah. And I keep telling Liam, like, I don't know if I broke it. He's like, it's for sure at least fractured. It's probably pretty fucked up. I mean, you smashed it and it has a good bruise on the knuckle. Like, it hurts if I touch, like, where the toe attaches to my foot. Yeah. Like, it does not, it's like a shocking, like, you don't like that. You don't like that. Mm -mm. And then randomly it'll just be like, fuck you in particular and zap with pain. But what are they going to do? They're not going to do anything, so. Yeah, they would tape it to your other toes or something, which you could do. Or you could just fucking deal. Yeah, I'm just dealing. Just stealing. Anyway, so that's my goddamn 100% sure It just changed. I got 2% confidence in this conversation <laughs> that my toe is now broken. <laughs> I think you fucked it up. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You going to tell me about some murder? Duh. That's what we all came here for. Am I right? Hell yeah. Hell right. yeah. You've never been more right about anything in your life. Mm, you better not forget it. Okay. Okay. So before I start the story, I wanted to preface this. <laughs> with the fact that I actually was inspired to choose this story because we recently got fucking Twitter tweeted at by... We got twatted. ...by the HLN network people. Whoop! A.K.A. their Twitter person Mm -hmm. was like, Hey, guess what? Do you guys want like super secret access to the first episode of season two of fucking Forensic Files? And I was like... Fucking. Yes. I've never felt more included, special... Mm -hmm unique mm-hmm. in my life than in this very moment and I feel like little things for the podcast like this keep happening mm-hmm. and I'm sure everybody who has a podcast got this and I'm sure it's just a marketing technique but I'm so excited because we got to watch like the first fucking episode of Forensic Files 2 mm-hmm. before yeah. everybody else hell yeah! because we're stupid and have a podcast. <laughs> yeah because we spend far too much time with our hobby mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. murder mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's another little notch in the belt that we are fucking arriving people. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, you're an influencer. And we were like, I'm sorry, (laughs) what? (laughs) Okay. Definitely not influencers. (laughs) But that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. It was still super exciting. So anyway, we influenced some people, I'm sure. Yeah. And we all, we all fucking love Forensic Files. We all grew up watching this shit. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Like, yes. It's our jam. Anyway, so they sent it to us and I don't want to give everything away because I want you guys to go watch Forensic Files. Obviously. But quick little story. They tell you in the first five seconds, so I'm not giving anything away. But it's somebody who works on a farm and they die on the farm and it turned out to be by a bomb. Holy shit. Crazy. Go watch it. So I was like, obviously I'm going to Google something that has to do with a bomb. Like <laughs> that's a crazy ass story. I, want to do something about that yeah i you guys went down some crazy ass rabbit holes of shit like people nothing long enough that i could do a full story on okay but people blowing themselves up up in their car, with their child in the backseat, with a friend in the seat. Yeah, I was going to no. do this one. I was going to do this one. And then that's literally all they have on the case. So then I stopped. And also, I was horrified at what you're gasping at. And then I found another one where somebody—it's just so unclear when the people do it this way. Like, somebody else, like, almost blew up by a bomb that they made. And they were, like, making bombs, like pipe bombs. And mm-hmm. then they did— they like actually going to be them. a terrorist, but they're not quite a terrorist. I yet. have no idea. And then I went down this terrorist hole, and I was like, Ugh, I don't want to get all political. Mm-hmm. Like, not not that I'm discounting it. It's just we have a special little niche audience here, and we don't. We're here to forget about that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So then I steered away from bombs, and then suddenly found myself in a farm hole. So the story I'm going to tell you takes place on a farm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it is loosely inspired by the episode of Forensic Files. <laughs> all right, I like it. Just wanted to explain how I got here, guys. Yeah. And here we are. So today's episode, this week, on 181, episode 181 of I Say God Damn, Hell I'm going to yeah. tell you about Amy Mullis. Amy Mullis. hmm Tell me about her. Okay, so this is one of those stories where, like, I don't really have a lot of before times or anything, mm-hmm. like you like to say. I'm just jumping in. Hell yeah. In November of 2018, Amy Mullis was a 39-year-old wife and mother- had three children living on a farm in Earlville, Iowa. Earlville? Earlville. Earl. Goodbye. Earl. We need a break. <laughs> so Earlville, Iowa. Got it. Amy and her husband, Todd Mollis, had been married for a number of years and both worked full-time on their hog farm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Previously, Amy worked as a nurse for a local hospital, but Todd had needed the extra help on the farm, so she ended up quitting her job as a nurse and turned to full-time work helping on the family farm to help the family farm stay, like, afloat, right? Yeah. On November 10th, Amy, Todd, and their 13-year-old son, Tristan, they were all working together on the farm while the two younger kids stayed inside the house and just kind of hung out. Okay. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. All three of them were working in a large hog barn that was about the size of a football field. So it's, like, huge. It's, like, a big open barn. Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking of, like, when you go to Del Mar Fair or whatever, <laughs> and they have those little shows in there. Kind of like one of those. Yeah. Tristan, the son, was busy setting up portable heaters because they were expecting some piglets to be delivered to the farm. Little baby piggies. I know. I guess I never considered that they, like, deliver them as babies. What, did you think they were eggs? <laughs> No, but I just assumed you started with like two hogs, and then you were like mm, bone, you know, like feed them some wheat. Like this shit is Minecraft or something, oh. and little hearts appear, and then they make piglets, and then they make those piglets make piglets. They were literally getting like a deliver, remember. like a shipment of yeah. piglets. Yeah, like they were coming in. Like, come on, deliver the piglets. Got to oh. set up the heaters. We're getting a shipment of piglets. I thought, I thought you meant like. Delivery. Mama pigs were going to deliver baby pigs. Okay, now listen. I don't <laughs> want to sound super dumb because that's what I thought also was like they're going to be delivered. Yeah. But like, I reread it. Vaginally. Yeah. Delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would not refer to pig birth vaginally. I mean, it is. I know. It's weird. Those it's weird pussies pigs are going to pop out st- piglets. Stop it. Stop it. We just... Stop it. We talked about this earlier. I don't like when she uses the word pussy to refer to vaginas. It's like walking in on a movie with your parents and all of a sudden a sex scene pops up and you're just like, Ooh. This is awkward. <laughs> she used the word pussy. <laughs> I don't like it. I like it if you say, like, stop being such a pussy. Yeah, yeah. Don't be such a pussy about it. Anyway, now that we're wildly off topic here. <laughs> so, piglets were going to be born. Born? Well, Delivered. They. <laughs> I don't know they're being maybe they're actively being born and they're like hey he's setting up heaters because they're about to get some piglets Mm -hmm. however they're getting here however they're getting here. now I rewrite the passenger train or pussy no (laughs) I hope that's the title of the fucking episode (laughs) what people so misleading you know it's not about either of those things (laughs) oh good god okay all right so tristan's setting up some heaters Mm -hmm. he doesn't want the piglets to perish he does not want the piglets to perish after they exit the pussy Mm -hmm. so todd the husband is busy setting up some equipment that helps supply water to the pigs pens okay so he's busy doing that and amy was working on cleaning the lights of the barn now the way that she would do this is she had a five-gallon bucket. She'd flip it upside down. She'd stand on the five-gallon bucket and clean the light bulbs off. Okay. They must be hanging low. I didn't know you had to clean light bulbs in a barn. I didn't know that it was like, uh-oh, got to clean the light bulbs. I figured that'd be like a yearly chore or maybe. like just spray it down with a hose every uh, once in a while. Yeah, maybe this was her yearly chore. I don't I don't know. Somebody who has a farm, why are you cleaning light bulbs? Yeah. Maybe it's like a fire hazard. Maybe they're warming lights. Oh, maybe, I'm like, "Ah, fuck, we got cobwebs. I don't want the piglets to catch on fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but either which way that is what she is doing, okay, on a five gallon bucket on a five gallon bucket sounds sturdy, so that's what I would do honestly. I mean, I would too, but it just doesn't sound very sturdy. No, and also it sounds like the lights are pretty low unless yeah. she's like eight feet tall. She's probably not though <laughs> probably average size very unlikely. <laughs> I'd say anywhere from like five two to six, foot, mm probably. Mm. You're probably onto something there. It might be. All right. Anyway, okay, so she's up on these 5-gallon buckets cleaning light bulbs, right? Mhm. Tristan looks over at his mom and he starts to notice that she's acting kind of weird. Like she was saying that she wasn't feeling well and she was feeling super dizzy and so she'd have to kind of like brace herself to carefully get down off the bucket. Like, you shouldn't shouldn't be working up high if you're not feeling so hot, right? Yeah. Especially if you're dizzy. Also, like, take a minute. Go eat a fucking snack. Yeah, what's going on here? And her legs were even trembling. Like, she was having, like, a huge dizzy spell. Uh Uh-oh. Well, it turns out that four days prior to this day... Amy had had a medical procedure done, and it was like an outpatient medical procedure. So I don't know what that means. But this was the first time that she was back at work since the procedure. Okay. So obviously Tristan and Todd were like, yo, it looks like you're not quite ready to work. You definitely shouldn't be getting up on that five-gallon bucket. Yeah. Like, let us clean the lights, and you should go inside and rest. Yeah. But Amy kept insisting, like, no, no, I can do it. It's fine. I'm fine. Whatever. Whatever. So she gets back up on the bucket and she does her thing and she's cleaning and then another dizzy spell hits. And this time it was like, OK, you know, Todd was like, you got to get down. It's not safe. This isn't worth it. Yeah. You know, just go sit down. The lights will live another day. Yeah. Go sit down. Go inside. Call it a day. Yeah. And the second time Amy's like, you know what? I think you're onto something. You're right. This is kind of scary. I'm going to go inside. Yeah. So Todd was like, okay, before you go inside or on your way in, could you please stop at the red barn just like 30 feet away from the hog barn that they're in? Actually, it was a red shed. So a little red shed next to the hog barn. Can you stop in there and get one of these pet carriers out? Because I need it. Because I guess Todd was planning on working with some heavy equipment on the farm or something. And they had just had a litter of kittens. And so he didn't want to run them over or something. So he was going to use the pet carrier to get them all and store them in there while he did his thing on the farm and then let them out again. Okay. So I to make sure that he was keeping them safe. So he was like, Hey, on your way in, could you grab the pet carrier from the barn and just leave it at the front office? And because they have an office at this barn, Yeah. It was like a huge it was like a whole fucking operation. All right. So like leave it at the front office on your way in and I'll deal with that. Like that'll help me. And she was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Got it. Okay, okay. So now Tristan and Todd, they keep working for about another hour and a half in the barn. And then they head to the front office because they got other shit to do. Mm -hmm. When they get to the office, Todd noticed that the pet carrier wasn't there. And so he asked Tristan to go to the Red Shed to go grab the carrier. Now, here it gets a little confusing for me because I don't know if Todd asked Tristan to get the carrier and just assumed that Amy had gone inside. Like, oh, shit, she forgot to get the carrier. Or if Todd told Tristan to go in the Red Shed and check on his mom. Okay. Because... One and a half hours is a long time to grab a pet carrier. Mm -hmm. So obviously something is wrong. So it's kind of weird if you're like, hey, go check on your mom an hour and a half later. Yeah, I would assume that she would have gone inside or something. Yeah. So I would assume that he's like, hey, can you just go grab the pet carrier? Yeah. But the way it's wording during the questioning of the article I read, Tristan says that his dad told him to go get the carrier himself. Like, oh, your mom didn't get it. Go get the carrier. Yeah. But the person doing the questioning, questioning Tristan, was like, So your dad told you specifically to go to the Red Barn and check on your mom. So Tristan's like, okay, dad told me to go get the pet carrier. And then the person was like, so your dad told you specifically to go to the Red Barn to check on your mom or Red Shed to go check on your mom. And Tristan said, yes, like. Oh. I don't know if this is them putting words in Tristan's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's 13, so he's just like, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I went over there. Yeah, Yeah. like he's not understanding what's going on. Or what? Because that's how I read it. Mm-hmm. But later you're going to see that everybody's like, oh, it's so suspicious that he would say, go check on your mom an hour and a half later mm-hmm. after she was getting this pet carrier. Okay? Yeah. Just keep that in your pocket. Okay. Because that's how bracket. it's kind of like phrased. But when I read it directly... It was more of like, it seemed like the person doing the questioning was putting words in Tristan's mouth. Mm. And he was just like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I went and got the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, I don't know. I said, he said to go over there, so I went over yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, At any rate, Tristan goes out to the red shed, Kay. either to get the pet carrier or to go check on his mom. We don't know which. So mm-hmm. he goes out to the shed, and he finds his mother face down Uh-oh. in what appeared to be a kneeling position. Mm, that's not good with a corn rake sticking out of her back what the fuck is a corn rake a corn rake oh you ask it kind of almost looks like a pitchfork it's got like four tines Mm -hmm. and they're bent very aggressively forward and they're kind of long so think of like what the fuck yeah the tines are really long long enough that you could be impaled by them and they could kill you oh my god because Amy was not doing so hot with this corn rake in her back was she alive Well, he runs to his mom and he checks her for a pulse and begins screaming for the dad, which 13 years old, I'm surprised that he knows how to check for a pulse. So he starts screaming for Todd and Todd runs over and he takes one look at Amy and is like, Tristan, go grab the truck. Like, we need to get your mom out of here. This is not good. Holy fucking shit. Right. So Tristan grabs the truck and pulls it around. And meanwhile, Todd is trying to get Amy out of this shed. But the entryway is kind of narrow and the corn rake is sticking out of her back and making it hard for him to pull her her out so he has to pull the corn rake out of ah! her back yeah i don't think you're supposed to do that ah, i know that's what i was thinking like if you get stabbed aren't you not supposed to pull it out yeah because that could cause more damage but he well, it, like gushes the blood then oh, you're gonna lose god. the blood oh my god exactly at this point it's like a tampon it's like a plug Pulling it in yeah yeah and i don't know what at ang- at what angle or anything but Either which way, he pulls the corn rake out of her back, pulls her out of the shed. By then, Tristan's there with the truck. He slides over to the passenger side. Todd puts Amy on top of Tristan like, holy shit. She is out, right? Like, bleeding everywhere. Oh, no. And Tristan's, like, holding his mom. And Todd just starts driving to the hospital. Now, the whole time he's driving to the hospital, like, this all happens really fast, right? Yeah. He calls 911 to be like, fuck, man, like, something bad happened to my wife. She's not responsive. We are on our way. Exactly. And the dispatcher says, like, you need to pull over. Why? That's what I said. I'm like, dude, like, he is en route. Yeah. But the only thing I can think of is, like, if she's not responsive, she needs care now. And however long it takes you to get to where you're going is longer than how long it would take for like an emergency response person to get there to like start CPR or something. Yeah. So he pulls over and the first person to arrive at the scene was a deputy and he found Amy to be unresponsive, not breathing and no pulse. So he started CPR on her. Mm. And while he's doing chest compressions on her, the deputy asked Todd like, what the fuck happened, you know? And he explained that he wasn't sure, but that maybe she had gotten dizzy like when she was pulling the pet carrier down and fell onto the corn rake. Mm-hmm. Like if the corn rake was either laying on the ground or up against the wall or something, somehow she fell back and it impaled her. Okay. So obviously, an ambulance gets there, picks her up, takes over, and takes her to the hospital. Yeah. Once she arrived at the hospital, this is the same hospital that she worked at as a nurse. Oh my God. Yeah. Her former co workers start working on her to try to like bring her back and save her life, but they're not able to. Oh, and no. shortly after she arrived, she was pronounced dead. Oh my God. That's so sad. Oh my God. So sad. And also, who knew everyday items were so fucking dangerous? Well, I mean, it's not really an everyday item. A corn rake? Not an everyday item for us. I don't know. If they why. were like, I don't know, man. She tripped and fell on her mic and it impaled her. <sighs> like, that's an everyday item. Item for us. How unfortunate. I had a corn rake. I don't know why. Growing up, your parents had a lot of weird. I know shit. that's very true. I can't. I can't normalize that. I am not the benchmark for no, normal. You are not. <laughs> yeah, you are not. Yeah. Okay. So a medical director reviewed Amy's case and determined that Amy's death had been the result of a terrible accident. Mm-hmm. That she had fallen on the rake. It was theorized that while Amy was attempting to pull the pet carrier down, assuming it was up high, she somehow fell, hurt herself, landed on it, died. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, got up because she was like, oh shit. And then fell forward. And then forward. got into a kneeling position. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe if you, like, flopped back and then you're like, ouch. And then, like, hunch over. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 However, there's an autopsy that gets performed. hmm. And they find that there are actually six puncture wounds mm-hmm. when there's only four tines of the rake. So, so she was hit twice. So there's two of these random-ass puncture wounds, right? They were actually at a different direction than the other four, <gasps> which would suggest exactly what you said, that the rake had entered her back more than once, at least twice. And the the person performing the autopsy said that possibly even three times, oh like based on the directions God. of everything. The autopsy also revealed that Amy had a small scrape on the middle of her upper lip and blunt force trauma to her face, hands and knees, possibly suggesting that a struggle had occurred. Now, I would think if you fell, you could also have those kind of injuries, right? Scrapes bruises. Yeah. But they're saying like, okay, this this is, you know, evidence is starting to lead towards homicide and not. An accident. The extra puncture wounds are pretty telling in that exactly. sense. Exactly. Like, I could kind of explain away or, like, buy an explanation away from, you know, the face bruises, a cut on your lip, knee bruises. Like, if you fall, you're going to fall on your knees and your hands, possibly mm-hmm. your face if you're that dizzy. Like, I, I, could, I could explain those away. Yeah. But the extra puncture wounds. I know, but what if she fell and was like, ow, and then fell on it again and was like... <laughs> I fell. he fell on my knife. He <laughs> fell, fell on, on my, my knife 10, 10 times. <laughs> it's a little, I like, if you fell on it, extraordinary. Yeah. If yeah. you fell on it and you had just punctured yourself, you would probably like roll off. You know, you wouldn't like stand right back up and then fall directly <laughs> on it again. If you're disoriented though, and you don't know what happened, you you would like, still like roll off. I dropped off. a fucking log on my foot and just kept walking. Yeah, but you didn't pick it up and then drop it again. Coulda. But you didn't. But I coulda. But you wouldn't. But I, but would I? No, you wouldn't. (laughs) You walked away from it like, fuck, that sucked. I want nothing to do with that stupid log. And then you lay it on the ground, kind of like what she would have done, except she would have already been on the ground because she would have fallen on it. And then she would have like rolled off like, fuck, that sucked. (laughs) And then trying to get away. She wouldn't just stand up and be like, was right here. Just like this. Bam. Do it again. (laughs) Very true. I actually agree. I agree that it looks like a fucking murder. It's suspicious. It's suspicious. But also, I don't know. Strange things happen. Right? Okay. So the police are like, we're pretty sure we got a homicide on our hands. We need to start an investigation. This is not just an accidental death. It would be irresponsible if we just continued on saying that it was an accidental death. Yeah. Police investigators immediately secured the red shed off because now it's a crime scene, right? Mm-hmm. And they processed the scene and they noticed that there's really not that much blood or anything that would indicate that a struggle or a deadly beating had happened. Okay. The officer who walked through the scene noticed that there were a few drops of blood on the floor where Amy had been found. Mm-hmm. But usually in a beating or something like this, you would see blood splatters like Like on they the pulled it out mm-hmm. and then they put it back in. Mm-hmm. 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 On the equipment, on the walls or something. But in this case, there was none. Yeah. I should also note that this investigation was done with the naked eye. <laughs> like the police officer just walked through and was like, I don't see any blood. Okay. I don't know if they ever brought in the fucking luminal or whatever, but... Very official. Yeah, very official. With the naked eye, you couldn't see anything. Okay. Which, I mean, if she died there and there was only a few drops of blood, that would make me think that, like, maybe you're not... You're going to have, like, microscopic blood splatter. (laughs) Like, small amounts of blood splatter. Yeah. Also, when it's flinging, doesn't it get more, like, small? Like, breaks up little droplets? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it... Yeah. I'm not quite sure how I feel about this investigation (laughs) being done. Seems a little amateur hour. Yeah. But from what I can tell, it wasn't like a bloodbath in there. It wasn't super obvious, right? Yeah. Now, immediately, the sheriff's department was like, we don't get a ton of murders in this town, so we don't have much experience in this area. Like, Amy's murder was only the fourth murder that they had had in the last 10 years, so they really—especially, like, something scandalous, you know? Yeah. So they decided to call in Iowa's Division of Criminal Investigation to help because, quite frankly, the crime scene doesn't really support murder, and they're not— pros in this area yeah so that's good on them right yeah they're like let's bring in the big guns exactly so of course they first turn their attention to todd because it's always the fucking husband Mm -hmm. right was todd with tristan the whole time yes okay so i'm gonna get into this okay as they started to look at amy and todd's marriage it quickly became evident that love and marriage why did i write this i hate myself (laughs) love and marriage what'd you write I wrote, it quickly became evident that love and marriage does not go together like horse and carriage. (laughs) (laughs) You were in some kind of mood (laughs) because they discovered that five years prior to Amy's death, Amy had cheated on Todd five years ago. Ba, 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 ba. That hatchet has been buried. It's been five years. They have clearly decided to fucking move on. <laughs> I know. Okay, so listen. During the time that Amy had cheated, she was working as a nurse at the hospital mm-hmm. and started to have an affair with another man, and Todd found out. Mm-hmm. Despite- If he didn't kill her then- Okay, okay. Hear me out now. So despite this affair having a major impact on the couple's marriage, obviously, Amy and Todd decided to stay together and make things work out. Mm-hmm. One of the agreements was that Amy had could to— Could no longer cheat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you have to be faithful this time. Well, one of the agreements was that Amy was to quit her job as a nurse and to come work on the farm full time where Todd could always keep an eye on her. That's yeah, like, pretty— Like he didn't like— controlling. Her. Going exactly so not healthy in my opinion. But at the same time, you've been out the house once and you fucked around to find out, and then you found out. So like now you get your phone privileges taken away. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, I get what you're saying. If Brandon goes to pool all the time or whatever, goes to play pool, and then he cheated on me with someone that he met at pool, I'd be like, guess who's not going to fucking pool anymore? Like that's not that far fetched to think of, especially if you could use her. Help at the farm. Okay. So, like, you don't need this other job. You could work here for the same fucking benefit to our family without yeah. super other. unpopular opinion I'm sure I'm about to hit you with, Mm-hmm. as I typically have in these scenarios. Mine might be the unpopular opinion. Because, quite frankly, my brain's just like, fuck it. <laughs> I think I'm pretty toxic in that, like, <laughs> like, no, no, stay inside. You don't need to go outside anymore. Don't even fucking look at him. Well, here's the thing. Don't okay, look at anyone else. One, one. Okay, I feel like everything I'm going to say is stupid because it's obvious, right? Like if you have to be in a relationship where you have to tell me what I can and cannot do, it's not a good relationship. Like, obviously, even if even if I was the one to cheat or whatever, if you are telling me I can no longer go to pool ain't going to work for me, even if I'm in the wrong, just like, no, like, that's not going to work. You have to have trust. Yeah, but you broke the trust. Well, yeah, but if you're choosing to be with me, you're choosing to trust me again and I have to prove it. And oh, if I break it again, yeah. then it's all over. See, you would not do well in a relationship. See, it wouldn't work. We would not do well in a relationship. Well I'm the work. opposite there. That's so. why it would probably end at the first cheat. I'd just be like, well, if you're not going to be okay with me going to do shit, then A hundred percent. I would have ended it at the first cheat anyway. I wouldn't be like, yeah, oh, yeah. let's see if it happens again. I'd yeah. be like, nah, fuck you, though. Yeah, <laughs> but they have three kids on an entire farm. <laughs> Listen, if you can just keep an eye on her at the farm. <sighs> yeah. Save the marriage. See, my toxic trait is that I'd be like, you have to work on the farm <laughs> yeah, and I have to watch you all the time. Okay, here's the second thing. And you're thing not I was allowed to say. talk to anyone else. <laughs> so, here's the second thing I was going to say, though, was it's a little different, though, because it's her job. Yeah, but like, if it's her you, job. I get that it's your job. And I don't even know if she cheated on the job. Like, that seems pretty controlling. Like, you can no longer work your dream job, this thing that you went to school for. Okay, okay. I was kind of assuming it was like a co worker. You know, I don't know. But that That's where my brain went was yeah. like it was someone that she met while out on the town doing her job work stuff. Right. Just like fucking hooking up in the she didn't meet him at the hog closet, farm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's not where your hot flings start. <laughs> it's not where they start. It wasn't <laughs> at the front office. <laughs> um, OK, so Todd is like super jealous and suspicious of everything that Amy does now. Right. Yeah. And he kept tabs on her mm-hmm. and he would gate who she was allowed to hang out with and for how long and at what times. OK, that's too much. Yeah. Getting a little intense. You're losing me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Todd. Okay. You had me for a second. Bring it back. Reel it in. Amy would confide in her best friends, like her close friends. Mm -hmm. And In case you didn't know what best friends meant, I don't know why I correct It's like the closest ones. (laughs) It's like how, like, you and I are. Oh. You know? Yeah. Like, those ones. Beast? (laughs) (laughs) Can you say that? Uh, uh, You mean best fiends? (laughs) (laughs) Ah! We are not sponsored. No, we're not sponsored. Anyway, so... She would confide in her friends and say that she felt like a prisoner in her own marriage. Oh, goddamn. It was clear that Amy was afraid of her own husband. And (gasps) she even told a close friend that if she was to ever go missing, that it was definitely at Todd's hands. And to go have the police look for her body where they kept the timber or where their new timber was or something like that. Okay. You had me fucking sympathizing. With a psycho. With a psychopath. Or or is he a psycho? Well, I mean, she obviously thinks that he is if she's afraid of him. Yeah, like there's a lot of, there's some red flags. Okay. Mm, I don't like that. So it's very evident that Amy is not happy in her marriage and that Todd is super controlling, right? hmm Well, it turns out in July of 2018, so the same year that Amy died, Todd learned that Amy had been communicating with a man by the name of Jerry Fraser on a regular basis. Okay. He's, is is this an affair kind of communication? So he Or finds, like, y'all got any piglets for sale? Well, he finds that Amy and Jerry had exchanged something like 128 texts between the two of them. Okay. And Todd decided to confront Jerry about this. Right? Uh, does he know Jerry? He does know Jerry. So Jerry's a common acquaintance. Like they both know who Jerry is. Okay. So Jerry's like, "Todd, there's nothing to worry about. It's totally platonic. We're only talking about the kids activities and like hog farm shit. Like we're just <laughs> you know, talking the shop. usual. We're just talking shop." And Todd even went as far as to call Jerry's wife to question her about whether or not she thought they were having an affair. Okay, Todd. Uh, Right. And Jerry's wife was like, Jerry's a great man. He would never cheat. Like, I'm not worried about it, Todd. You need to calm down. I know Amy's done this in the past, but that's not what's happening here. Yeah. So this helped. Like, ease Todd's mind. Like, all right, she's not cheating. I need to fucking chill out, right? Mm-hmm. However, in the investigation, police discovered that Amy and Jerry were having an affair. Those bitches. What? Okay, so this Poor provides... Jerry's wife. She was like, well, I fucking vouched for you. I know. I feel so bad for Jerry's wife. Yeah. S- also, Amy. Right? Come on, man. I mean, she sounds like she was a little bit in, like, a mini hell still get out of your relationship then if you're afraid of this person don't fucking double cross them oh my god Oh, how scary. Yeah. So this provides a motive for Todd to kill Amy, right? Like, if she's having an affair, he finds out. Yeah. Now there's a motive, right? Yeah. And for the record, I just said Todd didn't know. According to what he tells police, Todd didn't know. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the police are like, oh, you know, kind of looks like your marriage was failing. We're getting all these accounts of Amy's friends saying that, like, if anything happens to her, it was you. Like, mm, we're going to want to talk to you. So they bring in Todd and Tristan, the 13-year-old, for questioning. And they basically asked Tristan, like, did your dad ever leave your eyesight that day? Like, when you guys were working together, tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. And Tristan confirmed that it would have been impossible for his dad to have killed his mom because the entire time... That she was, like, in the red shed. His dad never left his eyesight. So he had a fucking airtight alibi. Like, Tristan was like, no, we were working, like, the whole time. There's no way he could have been anywhere else. He was next to me working the whole time. Man. So with Tristan's account of the day, Todd has that airtight alibi, and the police start to question if there was anyone else with access to the farm that day. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that there was someone. Mm -hmm. Amy's side piece, Jerry, (gasps) actually worked on the farm as a manager. The fuck? Bum, bum, bum. That's where they met was on the farm. (sighs) They would have to, like, work together all the time and then they'd be alone in the office. (gasps) Ding, ding, ding. Things would happen. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Crazy, right? So Jerry had a good motive for Amy's death as well, right? Like he as, doesn't want his wife to find out. Exactly. I guess as it turns out, Amy had been telling her close friends that she was basically in love with Jerry and that she could see herself marrying him in the future. Okay, Amy. Why don't you end one relationship first? <laughs> but the problem is, is that Jerry didn't want the same things. Like everything he had a family. Yeah, he's got he's, he's got, got his kids. life already. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a leave. wife. And Amy's threatening his family life if she wants to have a real... Relationship. Exactly. So the police are like, hey, Jerry, come with us. Mm -hmm. So they talk to Jerry. It turns out that their affair had started back in May of 2018. Mm -hmm. And they would meet up about once a week or so. And they would either meet somewhere on the farm or on some back roads or even rent a motel. And they would hook up. Yeah. So this is like extensive. Once Todd discovered the phone records, Jerry started to get nervous that their affair would be revealed. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to call everything off and stop fooling around because he was like, "Okay, hold up. This is getting too real. I don't want my wife and kids to find out you know we almost got caught back there exactly yeah for jerry it was purely a sexual relationship like some way to get his rocks off whatever but obviously for amy it was more emotional and also probably sexual and everything like that she wanted a life with jerry and jerry was like hey this is just kind of fun yeah so either way jerry and amy keep seeing each other and word got around town that amy was having another affair on Todd, like, again, got Todd. around town. He got around town. Like, the rumor was that Amy was having an affair. And so Amy heard this rumor and she told her friend, like, shit, man, I have to tell Todd, like, I have to put the fire out before yeah. anything happens. And I'm just gonna tell him, like, I've heard this rumor, just so you know, it's not true, it's going around, whatever, right? Amy. Yeah. And her friend was even like, dude, like, Todd will kill you if that's what's going on. And then the police officers were like, why would you say that? And the friend's like, because Todd's a guy you don't want to cross. Like, Todd would kill her. Like, that's <gasps> a legitimate statement. I'm not kidding. Like, that's not good. Oh, geez. So sounds like Todd's a little bit of a firecracker. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So here we have Amy about to be like, I'm going to go tell Todd that there's this rumor going around or whatever and try to nip it in the bud. Jerry's probably hearing the rumors, too. And so now Jerry kind of has a little bit of a motive here mm-hmm. to have Amy do gone Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want this threatening his home life, right? It's a bold... Reason to commit murder, though. Agreed. Agreed. I don't want this to but, ruin my home life, so I'm just gonna get rid of her. Yeah, but like, there's so much more to it than that, you know? Like, there's mm-hmm. the act of murder, and mm-hmm. then there's the whole like probable PTSD from murdering someone, <laughs> like the mental issues from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that would also ruin your family. Exactly. So I, I totally fucking agree. My not dad's a great murderer. N- not a great idea. Yeah. So. You know, like I said, Jerry has kind of the same motive, like about his equal parts motive as Todd at this point, according to the police. Mm -hmm. However, Jerry also has an airtight alibi because he was 45 minutes away with his son all day and his son was like dad was around the whole time. So they both have tight ass alibis, according to their sons. Mm -hmm. The police checked Jerry's cell phone records and... It showed that his phone was where he claimed to have been the whole time. But again, like the police are like, well, in this day and age, everybody knows don't bring your fucking phone to a good old murderin. so it could have been that he left his phone there. It doesn't say that Jerry wasn't there. It just says his phone wasn't at the crime scene. OK. Did he make any phone calls from said phone? Mm, I don't think so. Anybody can corroborate? I don't really know. But he does have like really detailed accounts about his day and his whereabouts. So police are like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Jerry. Todd looks a little more suspicious than Jerry. Yeah. So they turn their attention back to Todd. I mean, honestly, especially with a 13 year old. Like, was dad with you the whole time? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there the whole time. And you're like, but like the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the Red Barn thing, you know, or the Red Shed thing. like, Yeah. So he told you specifically to go get your mom in the Red Shed. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I know this poor Tristan dude. Like, I feel so bad for him. He found his mom dead. And now he's like... The one thing hinges on dad. him. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he even knew, like, at the time. I probably had no idea. It was just like, I'm answering the questions. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. And and it's he not like know the implication of it all. Yeah. He's not really realizing how, like, detrimental this information is. Ugh, yeah. And then it's like, no, 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 but really what happened? you Yeah. Know? Okay. So, like I said, Amy's friends say that, like, okay, she wanted a divorce from Todd, right? Yeah. And we have a little bit of a motive. For Todd to want Amy dead, because if he knows that Amy wants a divorce, then he loses half the farm and probably has to end up paying her alimony, right? Mm -hmm. But if she's dead, he probably gets a sweet payout from life insurance. Yeah. So it's in his best interest if they don't divorce. Yeah. Well, he gets to keep the whole farm and everything. Yeah. But at this point, Amy's hit a, you know, a turning point in her life where she's like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to try to make it work. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be gone. Whereas before it was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do everything to keep the family together or whatever. I'll come work on the hog farm. But now she's like, life isn't worth it. I don't want to do this. I went away. And yep. Todd's like, oh, shit, you can't just leave. Because <laughs> uh, okay. then I'm going to lose all my money. Yeah. Also, stronger motive, stronger motive. Also, Amy's friends told police that Todd was the type of man that you didn't cross. I kind of mentioned this earlier. And they were worried that he was somehow involved. Like "Mm, Todd's pretty suspicious. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of questionable things going on here. Investigators fixated on the fact that Todd had sent Tristan in the red shed to go check on his mom. Like I was saying, like, why did he think an hour and a half later that the mom would still be there? But this seems kind of flaky for me because of what i read like i said before like "Mm." that's not that strong but i guess for them that was pretty fucking suspicious and also when todd was being interrogated and the police basically told todd like hey we know you killed her you know like we're on to you which they didn't at the time they're just like doing their interrogation tactics or whatever. Mm -hmm. and when they did that todd basically responded with like how like how do you know Like, he wasn't like, no, I didn't do it. What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. He was just like, how? How do you know that I killed her? Like, kind of like, whatever. Mm, I don't know, man. People handle grief differently. I agree. Like you being told that you shouldn't do something. You're immediately like, I'm a fucking do it. Exactly. I totally agree. I could see someone being kind of like contrary. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. okay how? How did I do it? I could, too. I could, too. This whole case, I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know. Like, it's Mm. kind. Suspicious. Anyway, OK, so the argument is that his reaction is not normal and it makes him look suspicious. What is normal? I don't know. But also Homeboy totally denied killing her. He wasn't like, I don't know, figure it out. He was like, no, I didn't kill her. I didn't fucking kill her. Like, you know. Yeah. Whatever. And also, how do we know how long after the investigation or interrogation did he say that? Like, if they said it like eight times and then finally they say it again, he's like, okay, how? How did I kill her? Yeah. What are you talking about? How many times had he been asked that question that day? Like. Yeah. 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 So investigators argue that his reaction wasn't enough to be convincing that he did not kill her. Mm hmm. Instead, he reacted more of like a who me? It couldn't have been me. Then who? Who stole the cookie from the cookie? Duh. Okay, so police are like, guess what? We think we have enough evidence to take Todd into trial for a murder of Amy. Damn. Yeah. And it's basically all circumstantial. <laughs> okay. And so prior to the trial, they re-interview Tristan because Tristan's, like we were saying, his account is his He's fucking the key. saving grace. Yeah. yeah. And when they do that, Tristan admits that there were times throughout that time that mm. Amy would have possibly been murdered that Todd wasn't in his eyesight. Where Todd mm-hmm. And Tristan said, like, I ran outside of the shed or outside of the barn or something and I got a drink of water, but it was less than a minute. But there were times that I did not see my dad. Mm-hmm. This was enough for the prosecution to pounce because now Todd's, you know, airtight alibi has fucking holes all through mm-hmm. it. And like we said, it's so sad for Tristan because he's probably just thinking he's trying to do the right thing. Like, I just want to tell this, like, I don't know what's happening. Like, well, and also now your mom is dead. So the only person, family that you have is your dad. And you're, you really don't want them to go to prison, even if they just like murdered your mom. Right. Maybe you do, but you're also 13. So you're like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, you don't know what you're supposed to say or do at that time. Like, that's sucks. I know. And also Tristan and his dad were really close like they did everything together. Yeah. So that's probably his like best friend, dude. But Man, that's rough. I know. It's so sad. But The counter argument is that like one minute's not enough time to kill anybody. Todd didn't have blood all over him like he bludgeoned someone. And his demeanor had never changed according to Tristan. Like he was just working. He never came in like all worked up or anything like that. He didn't come back all out of breath. Yeah, with like blisters on his hands or something. Yeah. Okay, so the physical evidence is pretty lame in this case. But police discover that there are some security cameras on the farm. And one of the cameras was pointed directly at the... Red shed. Mm. Yep. So they pull the footage, but wouldn't you know it, there's a gap in the footage on the day that Amy dies. Get the fuck out of I here. I will not get the fuck out of here. Actually, there's like a two-week gap prior to her death. But the odd thing is that the day after her death, the recordings start again. Mm-hmm. So suddenly the camera works. Mm-hmm. And when the investigator's question Todd about this, he explains that they keep the antennas for the cameras on a window ledge. And that when it gets cold, the cats that they have jump up on the window ledge to sit in the sun to get warm. And so they must have knocked the antennas off, disabling the cameras. And a family member, after Amy had died, was like, yo, don't you have cameras? Like, go look at the cameras. And so when Todd went to go check them out, that's when he realized that the cameras had been turned off. And he set the antennas up again and started recording. And so that explains why he started recording the day after her death again. Okay. Like he had no idea they were down. Those damn cats. Now, I am thinking, okay, listen, individually, each one of these explanations, I could see making sense. Yeah. But this is turning out to be a series of unfortunate events aligning to the T. Mm-hmm. Like. <sighs> Very um, Suspicious. Yeah, suspicious. Very, like, I guess fortunate for you. Right? Like, what are the odds? Yeah. So I think he kind of killed her. Mm. I think he kind of killed her. So police found uh, searches were made on the family iPad. (gasps) And the searches read, quote, what happens to cheaters in history? End quote. Right? I was like, what a weird fucking thing to search like are you gonna do death by a thousand cuts are you gonna know. stone her to death i don't village? know like, i have no idea In history a scarlet letter yeah um another search was quote thrill of the kill oh is that a movie i don't know and Sounds then like a movie the last one quote killing unfaithful women end quote okay that's pretty fucking on the nose okay what the fuck yeah like it's not like amy's gonna be googling those right yeah yeah uh, maybe her thirteen-year-old son is. I don't know if they've got fucking parental locks on that shit. It's- it was fucking Todd. Yeah, that's some weird fetishy stuff for a child to be searching Search for. Thing. Yeah, but I was weird at thirteen. Yeah, but it wouldn't also coincidentally line up with some shit that your mom and dad. And then your mom goes, yeah, dead. and gets murdered. Like yeah. it's yeah, goes off and gets murdered. Jeez, Amy. Yeah. Um. Also, every time I'm like, please never look at my search history, especially after I was just trying to find a case about bombs. Like, I'm for sure on a list for the, th- like, homicide by bombs, murder by bombs. I am on a list now. Yeah, yeah, Like, homemade yeah. explosives. hmm And you're like, oh, dude, home makes a bomb. Yeah. Blue his DIY. fingers off. <laughs> Oh, my God, I know. And then I didn't realize it till I picked a different case, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm for sure. I, they're going to look at everything now. So if I'm ever taken in, will you please explain? Will you yeah, vouch for me? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain. And I'll be like, here is Exhibit 181. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the case she covered. Yeah. All right. So not looking so great for Todd, right? Yeah. But again, anyone could have searched that, I guess. Mm. So the trial starts, and during the trial, Todd actually took the stand for three hours. Jesus. Oh, And he denies that he did anything to harm Amy in any way. Obviously. The trial took a week, and the jury took seven hours to deliberate, and they returned Mm. a guilty verdict (gasps) for the crime of murder in the first degree. All right. Got him. Right? Members of the jury were later interviewed, and they were basically like, there was just too many points against Todd. Like, why did he pull the rake out of her back? Mm -hmm. Why didn't he call 911 right away? Mm -hmm. Why were the cameras down? Mm -hmm. Why was there that search history? Mm -hmm. Like, they felt like it was too much to be a coincidence. It is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's pretty good explained away. Like, not the search history. There's really you. Yeah. What did Jerry break into your home and search that (laughs) on your iPad, on your personal iPad? Like, come on. Yeah. They also said that Todd really wasn't a likable guy on the stand, like he was too cold and matter of fact. Mm, That's why. See, murderers are never supposed to take the stand. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they are always like, because you're you're not going to react appropriately no matter what you do. You can't win appropriately for everyone. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The judge ended up sentencing Todd to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. And Amy's three children now live with her family and. It's really sad because their fucking mother is dead and now their dad is in prison for life. That is heartbreaking. I know. And obviously Todd's going to appeal and all that shit. Of course. This but... is just in 2018? hmm Damn. Dude, it's so trippy to me because, like, I could see both sides. Like, I see if you took, aside from the search history, but again, mm-hmm. in my mind, I feel like search history is such a flimsy thing because my search history is so fucked. And I know I'm not doing nefarious things. Yeah, but also... You have an explanation for yours. What? There if? is not an explanation for that. What if Amy was going to start a podcast all about cheating wives? Hmm? What about? Well, that? I feel like one of our friends would know. Ooh, ooh, fair point, fair point. Uh, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. But it's just interesting because in one of the like, you know, we talk about being a jury. Mm-hmm. juror remember yeah an, on a jury like do you think that there is enough evidence for you to convict this person of murder or to death or something like that i don't know about to death but maybe for life and then they could have the a chance to appeal like if they have enough if more physical evidence was brought about later or something you know like yeah i want to know what they saw like what they got like, did they ever pull Luminol off in the shed? And they were like, "Yep, yeah, clearly it splattered or anything. Like, I don't think so. It wasn't in the. What if she legitimately just fell. fell on the fucking. What planet? if she legitimately. What if she had some like was taking some medicine from this outpatient procedure. Got dizzy, fell, landed on the rake. Maybe she bounced on it, hit it twice somehow, like staggered back and hit it and was like, fuck. And then staggered again and actually landed on it. Yeah. And then all of the choices after that were just very fucking unfortunate, you know, like. Yeah. But again, I still feel like that's way too wild. That is very coincidental. Yeah. That, that everything yeah. lines up in like just a perfect way. Yeah. But even the cameras, I'm like, oh, fuck. But then the cameras, if that's not the case, that's fucking premeditated like crazy. Yeah. Like if it wasn't accidentally shut off by the cats, like he's saying. Did Jerry have access to these antennas? I'm sure. Like if they were like in the office or something. Yeah. Like what windowsill were they in, you know? Yeah, Was it I don't like really a... know. Evidently there were cats around the windowsill. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you could jump up there so Jerry could be like, pop, from the outside. <laughs> like knock it in. Yeah. Side note, I really want to be at this farm. There's like pigs, there's cats, there's babies being born everywhere. They're delivered. I don't want to get murdered though. Yeah, that sounds pretty shitty. That part I, sucks. I don't really want to go to a hog farm. It sounds sad to me. You're right. I hate the zoo. hmm <laughs> hmm What a what weird transition. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to isgdpodcast.com. I'm sure Critty will pull up the bloody corn rake Ooh. for you to see. Also, you can join our Patreon while you're there. For as little as a dollar, you get an extra episode every month. If you want to join our mid-tier at $7, you get all the backstage audio. Is that what we're calling it? Sure. Behind-the-scenes audio. There you go. For every fucking episode not edited, you get all this shit. Pff, swat, fucking inappropriate jokes and all. And then for $10, you get the video too. Unedited video of every fucking episode, guys. So much extra content on our Patreon. So go check that shit out. Also, buy some of our merch. Sport your favorite fucking podcast. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're on social media Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at ISGD Podcast. Go tell your friends. Tell your friends, friends. Go. Subscribe, rate, and review us, and you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com or you can snail mail us at PO Box 2764 Spring Valley, California, 91979. And that's all she wrote, motherfuckers. That's all, folks. what up, but up, but up. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>